You're listening to Steve Allen on the Think About It podcast. Hi, Steve here. Bill Gates presents himself as the geeky nerd who stumbled his way into becoming one of the most powerful and richest men on earth with a time-worn fable of how he got that life-changing contract with IBM for Microsoft purely by dumb luck. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Everywhere you look in this current coronavirus pandemic, you see Bill Gates right around the corner. So far, I and many others have shown you his connection to ID2020, Event 201, and the plan to include a digital ID with vaccinations. Bill Gates' parents, Bill Sr. and Mary, whose vast wealth and influence made sure their legacy of eugenics would be carried on in their son, who is doing exactly that. Eugenics is the practice of controlling the population through medicine and science, to weed out the undesirables so that only the strong and healthy survive. It's what the Nazis did, and it's what Margaret Sanger believed and practiced all her life. The presence of social media plus a pandemic is a combination that's never been tried before. Uh, And, you know, nobody would have predicted that I and Dr. Fauci I and Dr. Fauci would be so prominent in you know really kind of evil theories about you know did we create the pandemic are we trying to profit from it did we create the pandemic are we trying to profit from it and on and on uh, and so you know I'm I'm very surprised by that I hope it goes away. This percentage that's really misled by these conspiracy theories, it's unclear to me. There's millions of messages out there, you know, where my name or Dr. Fauci's name is used, but do people really believe that stuff? I'm, you know, we're going to have to get educated about this over the next year and understand, you know, what how does it change people's behavior? How should we have minimized this either you know, working with the social media companies or explaining what we were up to in a better way. What we were up to, you know, from the foundation's point of view, the fact that he took that rescission of the global vaccine money, which, uh, you know, is super, super important. The fact he rejoined the WHO, the fact that he's appointed smart people, the fact that Dr. Fauci uh, will, will not be uh, suppress the fact that Dr. Fauci will not be suppressed uh, and they'll take full advantage of Francis Collins and, and Dr. Fauci who are wonderful people. Wonderful people. Uh, you know, in terms of the epidemic, it sometimes felt like they were the only sane people in the U.S. government. I and Dr. Fauci. Did we create the pandemic? Are we trying to profit from it? So we were conducting a study where we were looking at how people testify on their own behalf. And we were particularly interested in how people who were accused of crimes of genocide, which are seen as the worst crimes in the world, how they talk about what they did and how they rationalize their actions. So we looked at 27 defendants' testimonies and read their testimonies very, very closely to look at how they make sense of what they did after the fact. And we were looking specifically for something called techniques of neutralization. And this is essentially how people rationalize or neutralize their actions. And basically, that line is referring to the fact that we found that the number one most common technique was something we called appeals to good character. 
rather than talking about the terrible things they did time and time again they tried to say that they were either a good person or that they had done good deeds so in terms of being a good person they would say i actually have friends who are tutsis i really don't have this type of ethnic animus toward tutsis or they'd flat out say i'm actually a good person or they would emphasize good deeds and they would say, I tried to save Tutsis during the genocide. I tried to stop the genocide. Really trying to, rather than focus on what was tarnishing their reputation, trying to say, no, actually I'm a good person and trying to sort of counteract the stigma that comes with being accused of genocide. How should we have minimized this, either you know, working with the social media companies or explaining what we were up to in a better way. One of the most common misconceptions about why genocide occurs is this idea of diversity breeding conflict. For a lot of years, people thought that genocide occurred because of diversity and thought that more diverse countries would have conflict and thus have genocide. This is not the case. So I and others have looked at whether diversity is actually associated with genocide and it's not. So I did want to say first that because of this common misconception, it's not actually diversity. Rather, what we know instead is that it's typically much more present day political arguments and political factors. So if I had to pinpoint a few reasons why genocide occurs, first I would say it's often leaders who are threatened, as I mentioned before, and these leaders often try multiple strategies to respond to these threats these strategies fail and then genocide is often like a strategy and a last attempt strategy so as odd as it sounds to say it this way genocide is often seen like a policy for these leaders did we create the pandemic are we trying to profit from it march 11 2020 the world health organization declared an outbreak of sars cov2 covid19 can be characterized as a pandemic since then, we've been locked down four times. I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We've received a daily death toll. The UK death toll now stands at 3,605. We've been refused medical treatment. Coronavirus is having a devastating effect on cancer treatment. We've received curfews. Boris Johnson will tomorrow uh, institute a 10pm curfew on pubs up and down the country. We've had our businesses closed. You know what's going on is wrong. You know it as well. We've lost jobs. We've been restricted. From seeing loved ones. Hang on a minute, don't take her away. Hey, don't take her away. Don't take her away. We've not been allowed to socialize. The struggle ended with Beth taking her own life. We've been forbidden to protest. Tell me what law I have broken. You cannot tell me any law that I've broken. Listen to me. We've been assaulted. Hey, look what they're doing. Look at this old lady. Oh, whoa, whoa. We've been arrested and fined. What a disgrace. You must have mothers. What an outrage. She was an old lady robbed of her dignity for having the courage to protest. All this has been imposed using bad data. So the lockdown too was based again on dodgy numbers. False infection rates. According to a report in this morning's Times, 30% uh, of test results uh, give false positive. And inflated mortality rates. The definition of a coronavirus death is someone who dies for any reason. 
within 28 days of positive test. One concern that is topical in the development of AI is the displacement of jobs. Robots are clearly replacing people's jobs. They're working 24 by 7. They're more efficient. So therefore, are you convinced long term that we're going to have a jobs problem in the world? Uh, not long term, but maybe in the next uh, 10 years, within the next 10 years. You mean it's going to happen much sooner? Much sooner. If a lot of people will find happiness without working, that would be a happy outcome. At Amazon fulfillment centers, robots transport items to humans who then pack them to be delivered. Amazon believes that within 10 years, they will not need a single human to fulfill an order. According to the World Economic Forum, 50% of the workforce will need reskilling by 2025. And it's likely that only a fraction of these will find work, resulting in a large proportion of the workforce becoming unemployed. This is Klaus Schwab, the author of this book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. He's also the executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, which is funded by the largest global enterprises and whose members include CEOs, heads of state and government ministers from countries such as the UK and US. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will change actually us, our own identity. And of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. We need nothing short of a paradigm shift, one that inspires action at revolutionary levels and pace. We simply cannot waste any more time. The only limit is our willingness to act. And the time to act is now. So what does the world look like after the Great Reset? This social media post by the World Economic Forum demonstrates eight predictions by 2030. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. And Western values will have been tested the breaking point. Bill Gates was born into a family of tremendous wealth, position, and power. A family that strongly believed in reducing the global population through medicine, science, and abortion. Today, in 2021, Bill Gates is using his billions made possible by his mother to create a one-world system where everyone is vaccinated, everyone has a digital ID, and where abortion flows freely through every nation. He's a preeminent end-time player today who has risen to global power. What does all this have to do with the current coronavirus outbreak that has 33% of the entire world on lockdown? He called for the economy to stay shut down. Bill Gates rebuked proposals floated over by leaders like Donald Trump to reopen the global economy, saying that this approach would be very irresponsible. He's intent on crashing the whole thing. He and all the Luciferian globalists believe this is the time to bring in Satan's new world order. And by playing along with this pandemic, we're all helping him bring in our own destruction. The answer? Stand up and don't comply with these tyrannical mandates and lockdowns. Have courage. 
And don't allow yourself to be treated like cattle and sheep just by going along to get along. And most important, know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you don't know him yet, there's a link in the description box below where I lead you in a simple prayer to help get you started in your relationship with the true God who created all things. Think about it.